welcome to another episode of the Ruthless Regression Podcast. Mm-hmm. Official. We have a title and a picture. Yeah, if you're watching the video, we have a not, we have uh, a slightly more official looking <laughs> set. Yeah. But and we have two microphones this time, <laughs> which you might appreciate even if you're just listening. So we don't have to crowd around just one. Yeah, we're moving up in the world. Yeah, just a little bit, a little <laughs> bit at a time. Yeah. So this episode, we're just going to talk a little bit about kind of what we're doing with the Ruthless Regression podcast, kind of at a high level. Yeah. Because last, last week we talked about Night of Champions, which obviously is, was a new 2023 event. Uh, but kind of the intention behind the podcast is to go back and watch Ruthless Aggression Era Wrestling, kind of uh, each show and then talk about it on a podcast format. Yeah, because so, it's something I've never watched. Yeah, so why don't we get to that? Let's maybe just do some light introductions. <laughs> this is feels a little bit like a job interview, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had enough job interviewing, but yeah, so informally. Um, I consider myself a casual wrestler viewer. Um, oh, you're going to say you're a casual wrestler. <laughs> that would be fun, I think, maybe one day, especially if they offered that as maybe like a camp you could go to and do some training or something with someone. I think that would be fun, but... Um, <clears throat> I would say probably I knew of wrestling prior to this year, but this year is really the first year where I've watched week to week, knew who was who, got a little bit more involved. Um, still prefer to be a casual fan. I wouldn't say I want to go 100% into the uh, <laughs> the drama of it all, but um, yeah, just been getting more involved. So you're a casual new fan, basically. Yeah. I think there was a brief stint in like eighth grade when I watched Monday Night Wrestling. Maybe a month or two. And that was pretty much it. Gotcha. Can you like adjust your mic a little bit upwards? Sorry, we're just kind of figuring this out. Yeah. Is that better? Yeah. I guess so. We'll we'll find out (laughs) later. (laughs) You, you realize that that one adjustment like ruined everything, ruined the yeah, audio. Probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway, for me, did you say what your name is, by the way? <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah, there we go. Um, I'm Levi. We're married, by the way. Mm-hmm. So we do know each other a little bit. Casually. <laughs> um, so for me, I grew up watching uh, a little bit toward the end of Attitude Era, uh, so early, really early two thousands, I was like five, six years old. So I started watching around then. And that's basically when the ruthless aggression era started right in around 2002. I probably just slurped really loud. Thank you. Yeah, and yeah, I basically watched for the whole ruthless aggression era. That was my era. And it's what I look back the most fondly on and yeah, I've always wanted to go back and do this sort of thing. So um, I'm excited about that. Yeah, I 
for me, the value for me is that I get a little bit more context, a little bit more history, and it's a different feel, I think, as compared to present day wrestling. And I also get to see a, a few present day wrestlers get get going, people that are already established. So, yeah, some familiar faces started in ruthless aggression. Some of them, a lot of them, are retired and gone, but there are a few familiar faces. Yeah, which we'll talk about as we uh, start our first episode of that. But um, I guess. We can talk a little bit about what ruthless aggression is. <laughs> I don't think so. It's it was coined by Vince McMahon. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about the first. We're probably going to do an episode on the very first Raw. Okay. Uh, which is the very first sh- official show of ruthless aggression, where Vince McMahon first coined that term, mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I'd have to do more research on like what kind of prompted it, but it's it seems like one of those things where it's more of a retroactive like um that's when that era started. Yeah. But I mean, we'll learn more as we go, but yeah, it's it's the it's the era right after the attitude era. <clears throat> so um WWE had just bought their competitor WCW and they didn't really have outside competition anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of kicked off a new era of wrestling. And, um, I guess that's all I'll say about it for now. <laughs> Mostly cause I don't know, honestly, I don't know that much about it other than kind of who was wrestling. Right. And the history of it. Yeah. I, I mean, what is there to know? I, because to me, it seems like, present day and past day wrestling is very uh reality show-esque so it feels like a new season like a new season of a show but it's a very long one (laughs) like an eight it goes from 2002 to 2008 roughly okay but i think as we get into the first episodes i've went back went back and watched a couple it's 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 pretty clear why this was the beginning of a new era because you start seeing faces that are familiar now that were just getting started at the beginning of this era. So I think it'll be pretty fun to cover it. Side note, skipping ahead because you know that I don't, I have a hard time going in order. Was Cody Rhodes stardust? Did that start in that (laughs) era or is that That, right after? I think Cody, Cody Rhodes may have, made his debut during this but i think stardust came later mm. and his brother was gold dust gold dust which will will become very acquainted with gold dust yeah okay i saw like an instagram video of cody rhodes talking about i don't know something about his dark days after stardust yeah. and then he wanted to come back and so i was just curious i guess when he got a start yeah i, I believe he started during this stretch yeah but uh yeah i don't know how much we'll get into that we'll see because anyway (laughs) cody rhodes (laughs) um what are we gonna do with this podcast in particular um as far as episodes go i think we're gonna start out with kind kind of a loose definition of what we're gonna do um we may do some of the weekly shows like the Raws and Smackdowns. Yeah. 
I doubt we'll do every single one. And we'll definitely, I think, do the pay-per-views. Yeah. There's just so much content, so we could, a lot. Uh, could review. We're probably, <laughs> like, if you want to to watch along with this podcast, I'd probably suggest, um, I mean, if you want to watch every episode, because that's probably what we're going to do, or at least it's what I'm going to do. And what we actually have a show on, we'll just kind of see as we go. But first episode, most likely, is going to be the very first Raw in, I think, June of 2002. Okay. Which kicks off. Yeah. Which we finished that one, didn't we? Yeah. Behind the scenes, we already finished <laughs> watching it. But we, we, may, we may watch it again, and then we'll do an episode on it soon. Okay. Sounds good. It's just the keeping up with it all. There's mm-hmm. so much content, which... I think overall is probably one of the most impressive things about WWE is just how much content they can push out. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we calculated it. How many shows in Ruthless Aggression over the, like, what was it? Six year period. Yeah. It's (laughs) hundreds of shows. Hundreds. So probably unlikely that we'll cover every single one, but I mean, We'll just kind of call it. It's probably we're probably going to evolve as we go. Yeah. yeah. Such is life. That's just kind of a little intro <laughs> into what we think we're going to do. Yeah, a little bit of past, a little bit of present, a little bit of glitz, a little bit of glam. Yeah, and yeah, like you just said, we're definitely going to cover new stuff too because we're still watching the weekly shows. Yeah, we're watching Raw, SmackDown, and pay per views. Or PLEs, as they're called now. I was noticing, watching SmackDown today, just how <laughs> how difficult I think it's going to become now that they've separated the two shows more distinctly. Um, whereas previously, in the past few months, everything's been pretty cohesive between Monday and Friday. Uh, now I'm like, oh crap, I got to keep up with... Two very separate storylines. So let's, yeah, let's transition into, so this ends the intro part of the <laughs> podcast. That's kind of what we're going to be doing. Uh, I'd say our first episode of actual proper ruthless aggression, regression, <laughs> is uh, is going to be probably in the next week. We could do like a psychological analysis. We could regress on the aggression. Maybe we could analyze Vince McMahon. <laughs> That may be a different podcast. <laughs> We're not qualified. Anyway, to do that. <laughs> all right. Now let's let's talk a little bit about. We just watched Friday Night SmackDown. Um. Yeah. So you're su- you're saying the show June seconds Friday Night SmackDown. Yep. Twenty twenty three. Um. Yeah. So definitely, it's a different SmackDown than it was a couple months ago. Very. Definitely the, the draft uh, is in full effect. I feel like the um, I feel like Raw is a lot more stacked than um, SmackDown. Yes. SmackDown's got a lot of new NXT talent, which is interesting. But I don't know. I haven't found the SmackDown shows quite as entertaining. It feels a little more NXT-ish for yeah. a lot of the show until the Bloodline stuff. And... Okay, and also, but I think that goes to just how 
uninteresting the bloodline was <laughs> because now that they move that primarily to friday your girl don't care i'm trying uh, to care yeah i think i think that that's uh you're alone in that opinion that's fine i'll be the minority on that so um, let's let's talk the talk about the bloodline <laughs> stuff because that was obviously the biggest um so we got a new belt but it's a replacement belt um, that's gonna, that's my assumption. Okay. So Triple H comes out, this is the end of the show, uh, introduces Roman Reigns and, and presents him with a new, um, I think he called the Undisputed Universal WWE Championship. So it's, I think it's those two belts that he's been carrying around just merged into one. Okay. So I think he'll just carry one now, which makes sense because he always defends them <laughs> together. And now we've got the heavyweight championship yeah. on Raw, so we don't we don't need three championships. Yeah, I yeah he we need to rope him in a little bit. <laughs> He's reached his thousand days. It, the song and dance is getting predictable um, at best. Um, annoying at worst, but <laughs> so he's got a fancy new belt. Even talking about it now, I'm trying to find something that is entertaining. Do you like the belt? It's fine. It's basically the universal WWE belts, but it's more gold. <laughs> Which I do like it. It's okay. I, I mean, it's I'm fine. a Roman hater. I know. That's just how it is. Okay, well, let's talk about the other bloodline stuff. So, obviously, we had the stuff with the Usos at Night of Champions. Um, so the Usos come out tonight. Mm -hmm. They immediately go to commercial, which really bothered me. <laughs> like, is this really heated, t uh, tense moment? And they immediately go to commercial break. Yeah. And um, so that was weird. But then they come back and... But that goes to show just how long it takes whenever they do a section, a session on them or a... I don't know what you call it. A they, match? They had almost... So I, I was checking. Triple H came out just past 930. So mm -hmm. they almost had a quarter of the show. And they and all he did was give him a belt. Well, okay. But then the bloodline <laughs> stuff. So we've okay. got Jimmy, Jimmy and Roman going back and forth. Uh... We kind of have a moment where it looks like uh, Solo is also going to turn on Roman. Mm -hmm. He says, I acknowledge my tribal chief, but those are my brothers. And he he, move, he changes sides. Um, then they do this whole thing where they're like almost about to reconcile. And Roman gives Jimmy a big hug. And then he says, no, into the mic. Mm -hmm. And Solo spikes um, Jimmy in the throat. It's still not really clear where Jay stands. He's kind of, he's taking care of his brother. He's kind of just wanting Solo to go away. And that's the new mystery is we know where Jimmy stands. We know where Solo stands, but where does Jay stand? I don't know. I'm so glad they save it to the end of the show because I could have stopped watching oh it at 930. <laughs> Well, anyway, I'll say as a, um, a modern um, female wrestling fan, 
It's getting old. Even for wrestling standards. Not that I've been a mega fan for a while, but the the whole like side switch and then double turn thing they've done like this is the third iteration fourth maybe that they've done that not the bloodline the bloodline's been together other than sammy they've been together for years like no they years. did that whole thing when one of the usos was gonna go with sammy but then he didn't go like, yeah but he never fully turned he was a double agent <laughs> The double turn, exactly. You're just, okay, you're just a hater. <laughs> That's okay, I'll be a hater. Every fan base needs its its lovers and its haters. Sure. I mean, I want Roman in in the bloodline to crumble more than anybody, but I I feel like the um, I feel like the story's been pretty good, yeah, and I so. I was definitely I would say on the edge of my seat for the last thirty minutes. I didn't know what was going to happen. The same like anything thing that happens every time. Oh my! You cannot tell me that you knew what was going to happen. I wouldn't say that I knew, but am I surprised whatsoever? I'm like, nope. Wrap it up. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> hey, I don't hate the person, just the uh, just the characters. Well, I've just, got bad just news their for personas. you. It's, it's not done, and it probably won't be done for yeah, a while. Yeah, no, I know. But it's fun to like. It's fun to be a hater sometimes. Yeah, okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. In an innocent way. I don't wish death upon them. I just, you know, a casual hater. I just find it a lot more fun if you just go along with things in wrestling. Yeah, I know. If you can. I mean, uh, switching gears a little bit, somebody who I can't go along with is Asuka. See? <laughs> Everybody, you got to hate and you got to love. And... Yeah, I mean, we. so we had a segment earlier where it's the Grayson Waller effect, his little TV, sh his uh, talk show thing. And they brought Asuka out, which is like one of the few people who can't actually talk yeah, on a talk not show. Yeah, good mic skills. She's a little bland, but... I wouldn't even say she's bland. It's just like she has this limit. She's got the obvious limitation that she can't speak on the mic. Yeah. Which... Again, like you said, it's nothing personal. It's just like you're a WWE professional wrestler. Yeah. It's harder to buy into the character. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just... Yeah. I'm, and then they brought EO Sky out. And I think you missed that part. But she came yeah. out and they were both speaking... I, I'm sorry. I don't know what language they were speaking. But a different language that I didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't understand. Which is it's fine. Like but... Uh, I, that was a bizarre couple minutes. Yeah. I think they lost the crowd for one. The crowd didn't care. I think Michael Cole said something like, well, there goes the ratings. <laughs> oh, no, did he, he really? He did. He said it <laughs> whenever ES guy came out and started talking. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like for some things like that, it's like they're so self-aware and yet it's like, who wrote this? Like somebody has to coordinate things, right? There has to, there's creative control. There's storylines. Somebody's writing something. Yeah. And they had like all of these women come out for the money in the bank. And I just, yeah, I don't really see anyone in that group. That's a realistic competitor for the belt at this point. Like yeah. Zelina Vega came out looking the most. And she won her qualifying match against Lacey Evans tonight, mm -hmm. but she just lost a championship match. 
hmm. to Rhea Ripley. Yeah. So things feel things still feel disjointed post yeah. WrestleMania. We haven't quite people. Everything still feels very scrambled. Like where's Drew McIntyre? I'm still. Well, that's a whole nother thing. I'm still like, where is he? What's he doing? Injury plus contract negotiations. I think. I don't know. I've been seeing since contract negotiations. That's that's what you keep telling me is that like he might leave, but like he's still on. I believe he's still on contract through this year. Hmm. It's more a question of like going forward. I think. Yeah, there's just not a lot of clear information out, which seems odd. He was like kind of up there. Well, yeah, I mean, but they would. That's what they do is they withhold this information so that either he disappears, and that's so weird. That'd be like Cody Rhodes, like post WrestleMania, just like where is this guy? Well, if he goes to a competitor, they're not going to hype him up. Yeah, I guess so. But you'd think there would still be some kind of like reporting or something about where he is. Maybe not. I don't know. Not if he leaves. Yeah. Better let the audience forget about him. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll come out of nowhere and make a return and it'll be massive. It's such a, a content factory. It's crazy. Like mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. will trash you and move on. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... um our boy L.A. Knight got a win in the Money in the Bank qualifier match. See, I'm with you on L.A. Knight. We yeah. we like we like the persona. We like the guy. He has good. Everybody character. likes him. I think yeah. the crowd was booing Montez Ford, <laughs> who is a pretty popular guy. Yeah. Because L.A. Knight is just he's a superstar. Maybe he's. Uh, do you think he's got a chance to win the win the Money in the Bank? I would say yes now that he's won. <laughs> Duh. Now that he's well, won he's the in the match. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically, the fact that they would qualify him, yeah, he's got a chance. Yeah, we don't Could... know the full um, match yet. I think maybe Ricochet qualified on mm-hmm. Monday. Mm-hmm. But Ricochet, like Ricochet's not going to win. You don't think? I don't know. No. Yeah. He's, he's really good in the ring, but. I think that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. Oh, I saw too, a little off topic, but speaking of Ricochet, apparently Braun Strowman has a major injury. I think he just had surgery. I Hmm. think he's out for like the rest of the year. So that's why that duo, we haven't seen them Mm. recently. Yeah. Duos are weird. It's like you only know this person as part of a team and then all of a sudden... Where's the other guy? Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> and New Day is still struggling with that a little bit. Uh, the New Day is in shambles. Yeah. Uh, At what point do you kind of call it a day and re uh, renegotiate your appearance? I don't know. But that's what I'm most fascinated about. I mean, wrestling is fun to watch, but I want to know, like, logistics. Who is it agents? Who is in charge of how people are presented? Like their partner. WWE creative. Oh. Mostly. I think they've been known to be very um, protective of their IP, I guess, and they present it however they want. Mm. But any other thoughts on SmackDown this week? Not really. Pretty Deadly, you're a fan? Yeah, they're, they're cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think they've got potential. I agree. In a weird way, they seem like they would fit with Dolph Ziggler 
Um, just pretty with, boys. Yeah, pretty boys with the long hair. Yep. Um, so I see it. It, it's a little weird to see them with Austin Theory, but I, it could work. I don't think it was a long-term thing. I think yeah. it was just like they he, they were facing brawling brutes and they needed a third. Sure. So. Yeah. But yeah, but, it worked. They seem cool. Yeah, I think they have potential. They they had a cool match finish. I don't know if you caught this, but uh, I don't know their names yet. But the dark-haired one went was not the legal man, so he went in the ring. They had the same outfits on, so you couldn't tell them apart other than their head. Mm-hmm. So he covered up his own head with the ring. Oh yeah, apron. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the other one runs around <laughs> in in um, blindsides. <laughs> yeah, uh, I forget who was in the who his opponent was, but. Ends up leading to a match win after did the, they did their cool-looking finisher. Yeah. <laughs> Still have to learn names of things, but I think they're pretty cool. I, don't, I know the brawling broods, and the long-haired, and the short-haired. I know them. I just don't know pr- Pretty Deadly. Oh, but, I see what you're saying. Like, which yeah. one came in? Yeah, I don't know. They're, cool. You know, when you have the twinsy look, it's hard to tell. Same with the brawling brutes. Yeah. Same with the uh, uh, the Imperium guys. Yep. Who, what are Baldy they? Baldy and <laughs> Ludwig <laughs> Kaiser. Yeah, the tan guy and the bald guy. Yep. <laughs> All right. What else you got for SmackDown? Anything? <sighs> or I don't think so. Yeah, it, it was, was a not was a great fine. show. It was I fine. mean, yeah, I mean, it was. I won't. I wouldn't say it's not great. It was just. Kind of like I said, it feels like a lot of it is lower tier talent. But I mean, the bright side of that is maybe we'll see some some new faces get more opportunities. So yeah, could be a it, good thing. It's I think Raw just feels a little bit stronger now, as far as I mean, wrestler talent. Sure, there there's bigger, more established names, but it just seems like tighter, like the storylines and and the flow is a bit tighter yep. versus SmackDown feels a little aimless the past few weeks. It's totally flipped too. It used to be the other way around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Before the draft, I think some of those raws cause they're three hours yeah. kind of drag. But <laughs> yeah. Lately, I mean, even now, I guess they're a little long, but they've got plenty of talent to fill it up now. Yeah. It feels, yeah. It feels like there's more of an idea of what's going to happen versus SmackDown's like, well, we got to do a few of these matches and oh, of course the bloodline. And it's like, you know, well, we're going to SmackDown and Raleigh yeah. in July. So hopefully they figure out <laughs> some things before then. Yeah. I think it'll be better live too. I mean, raw was great yeah. live. So I like to be, you know, a hopeful hater. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm open to be a non hater. To being wrong? Are you open to being wrong? <laughs> yeah, I think so, in okay. general. Okay. We'll see about that. <laughs> I'm open to disagreement. Like like you said, uh, a lot of people love Roman, and that's cool. Just not me. All right. I think that's a good <laughs> good place to cut it. Let's. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back with episode, I don't know, I don't know what we're going to call it. Three. Well, the, yeah, so it will technically be th- the third episode of, overall, but our first episode focusing on ruthless aggression. Mm, I see. And I'm going to fix this thing that keeps switching back and forth. Yeah, we'll be a little our bit little, better every time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to improve slightly every podcast, so yeah. stay tuned. <laughs>